Did you guys hear what happened over the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen to the last episode while we're laughing. Did it happen well, no, in Pennsylvania? No, seriously, another thing happened over the weekend. Did it Pennsylvania? Why can't we go again? No, this is this is in the sports world. Did y'all see what happened in the sports world? It's quite big a, news. Quite it's all the rave. Quite, quite a few things happened this weekend. <laughs> that, uh, I forget her name. There was a oh, female. It's, it's, it's oh, all the rave, huh? It's yeah. all the rave. Yeah. Yeah. First, I, forget, I forget who it is. First female to quote-unquote play in a Power 5 conference game. Vanderbilt. She's yeah. a kicker. Vanderbilt. She's yeah. a kicker. Yeah. What, y'all, what y'all's th- thoughts on that? I think that's awesome. That's great. It don't bother me. I've got a hot take. What? Oh, here Why we go. Oh, I've got God. a hot take. <laughs> What's wrong with your hot take? <laughs> go I've ahead. I've got a bit of a hot take here. <laughs> oh, here we go. Hey, Dude, hey. Are we going to get letters? We might. Oh, oh, I, we might alienate our female listeners. Oh, dude. <laughs> hey, and no. you know what post immediately comes to my mind? <laughs> what? That Barstool posted that one about the girl dressed up in the uniform. She's like, what would you do to me? <laughs> she said, like, I football game. I see that. Bro, <laughs> all it is is like clips of dudes getting blown up. <laughs> <laughs> My take is, hey, awesome. Good for her. Yeah. She set a goal. She accomplished. That's great. Yeah. My hot take is she kicked. She didn't. She made. She did one kickoff. She did a kickoff. She did a kickoff. It's history. Yeah, but let's celebrate like the first female that plays linebacker. Now that's something we can really celebrate. Wait a minute. You know what, man? See that that's yeah, going way yeah, that's, too damn far, man. Yeah, you're a I, you're, 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 you're an jerk. asshole, man. You no, are. but, but for real. Did y'all no. see the kick? No. It went like twenty yards. It's fine. No, it did it. She's a soccer player too. Yeah, she, she just yeah, like, went like she 20, just been, twenty-five yards. She like finished her season. Look, man, you gotta you gotta apply my, that. My man. hot take is: Why are we celebrating so much? Because when clearly, man, be, no, man, it, you, it should be the best person who's most qualified for the position plays. Instead, let's trot this female out for an zero and seven team to get some publicity. I, I totally that's, disagree. That's, that's I, a devil's I, advocate I, thought. I totally disagree. What if she man. was? What if she was like? I mean, the situation was like the Denver Broncos this week that had four quarterbacks yeah. that got disqualified yeah. from the game. And that was bring, not the yeah. case here. <laughs> but just, but what if the case here was an 0 7 team what if was they trying to make a headline, a and so they put a female kicker in. You know what, and again, man? It's awesome. Just, I mean, you're talking a man, a man's game, right? I mean, just the the, the wherewithal and the understanding and the, the mental fortitude for her to say, you know what, I don't give a damn. Like, that's, that's why I want to cheer this on so much because there's so many people who have these – these obstacles in front of them, they just feel like, well, I'm not, I just can't do it. I just don't want to do it. I don't, you know, people are going to say this and they're going to say this. And Ben Gibbs is going to say this on the show about me. And about, you know, she was like, gives a damn. Like, I'm yep. going to go out and do this. And that's, I got to cheer that on, man. And I don't care what, you know, what the circumstances were. If she wanted to do this, she did what she wanted to do. Not and her fault. Like, no. Yeah. I mean, kick, feel, kick, you know, Field goals or whatever it is, you know what she what she what did she do? She 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 did one kickoff. One kickoff. That's fine. I mean, but that's 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 it's, it's historic in its own way. But but is there any part her, of it that feels a little no? dirty? Of like, why no, would they man. do that? <laughs> why not? Because your goal as a college football team or a college football coach, but how many is people to, is to field the best team? Yeah, but right? how many times have? And I'm not know? saying because she's a woman, she's not the best. That's not what I'm saying. Oh man, what I'm saying is look at the actual product which was a 30-yard kick or whatever it was, is that truly the best person for that role? Yeah. Well, or are we doing it to try to make a statement? I don't or think... Or to open up to make history? 
I don't think you can judge if she had one kickoff, like how many times that like, okay, I get my one chance and nerves get, especially a kicker yeah. and you miss hit it. Well, that's a good point. I mean, so don't, you can't judge her ability. What if like in practice she was hitting bombs? Yeah. Cause I mean, you look at, uh, was it Mia Ham, the soccer player was hitting like 65 yard field goals. Oh, heck yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like, what I'm saying. So she's though, a soccer player. I mean, chances are that she's, I, I, she's I capable. Think, I guess my, my take on it was we're so excited and so quick to celebrate just anything like that. Man, we celebrate so many, so many other things that mean nothing. I mean, we do. Maybe that's a conversation. I mean, outside of you know this situation, there's so many. I mean, how many times have you seen a guy who's a walk on who's never played, and he, right. you know, they get in the game and they put him in? I mean, are we? Yeah, but they're not. That? They're not. They're not writing. You know, not every news article or newspaper is writing because it's a lead that's story, not, and is, not every. Yeah. This is history, man, and I don't want to take away from from yeah. what she's accomplished because uh, to me, it it speaks more. Not so much about them allowing uh, the team allowing her to do this, but just the fact that she put on pads and she went into that locker room and she went out and kicked and she was a part of it. That that speaks volumes to me because there's so many young ladies that are out there that are probably watching what she's doing right now. Yeah. And it could bring so much to those, those, those young girls that are out there right now and say, you know what, I can do this too. Or maybe it's not kicking field goals or, or, or kicking on kickoffs. Maybe it's something else, but just to have the mindset of, I can do whatever the heck I want. Yeah, what's the alternative, Ben? What's the alternative? Uh, she is an idol for a little girl to work really hard and get yeah. an opportunity on a stage like that or some jackass on TikTok that is <laughs> is is doing some stupid crap yeah. you know at yeah. someone else's expense and that's okay who do we want do we want our children to look up to someone that's hey I worked really hard and created an opportunity I'm going to take advantage of it or I'm just a piece of crap that does outlandish stuff to get followers yeah. no those are all good points uh, my question my my Follow-up question would be, would you rather be given an opportunity because you truly earned it, or would you rather be given an opportunity because it's optically it's a good thing? Maybe because, you know, a little bit of both, because you never have, know what you're getting. You're never going to Here's my question. Have, have you she, truly she earned every opportunity what, that you've got? No, but it feels better whenever I know no, that no, I put no, in the no, work. No, you didn't answer the question. Ask it again. Have you truly no, earned I, every I would, opportunity no, that you've no, been given? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's a matter. But, it's a matter of what you do with the opportunity. Right. Absolutely. Right? I guess my question is: If they had a tryout, would she have won the competition? Who knows? We yeah. don't even know. Maybe they did. We have no idea. Why hadn't she been the kicker all along? Then I have no. Why? Just, I, sudden, you know what? I can't even comment on it. Just game of the she year. Just finished would, her season. They, she just finished her season. So she's been the best. Op- she's been the best know. person. For, I can't answer that. None of us can. We don't know. Yeah, that, that's true. I don't Derek know Mays just got fired, right, from Vanderbilt. He was the head coach. I grew up with Derek Mays. Oh, really? Did we call D. Mays up and ask yeah. him, how about we do that? I think we should. Yeah. Yeah, we should. He just got fired, too. He just yeah. he got let go. Yeah, no, no, no. Just, yeah, don't call him. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, man. Now that we've had another Speaking controversial conversation, and we've, again, I, I'm going to be fired you're from the show for that opinion. Your chauvinistic opinion that you have. All right, we're gonna give you we're gonna give you about fourteen seconds to backpedal out of that, well, uh, that stance you we, took. We do want to give a, a big shout out, yeah, to one of our listeners. And I want to make sure I'm saying I don't know if I'm saying this right, so I need y'all's y'all's backup opinion on this. The, uh, the how you spell it? Sorry, hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. I should have been more prepared. This is embarrassing. Tyler, fill the air. 
You know, it's like crack no. cocaine. The damn phones are like crack cocaine. No, I'm trying to find there. that yeah. video of the girl. How, yeah, you know, so, everybody's on the damn phone. How just, would you that? say? How would you say S U M M A F I T? S U S U M M A. Some of it. How is that difficult? Some, like summer fit? fit, like summer fit, summer fit, fit. like yeah. summer fit, yeah, no, like summer, summer. No, but summer, 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 well, it doesn't say there, and I believe it's a Some husband and wife. Spit. I believe it's a husband and wife account. Okay. Now she does a lot of the talking, but I believe her husband. But anyway, they're big listeners to the show. Oh, That's awesome. And I just want to give them a shout out because they've been awesome on social media, sharing. In fact, just just yesterday, she reposted and talked about some of her favorite podcasts. Mm. Her and her husband did, and we were we made the list. There we go. It's awesome. I'm talking about. I appreciate wanted to you. call that out because we appreciate that so much. Yes. That she would take the time. To put us a part of that list. Yes. Now, my first 10 minutes here, you may not think that anymore. <laughs> <some of it. laughs> she might have turned it off and not gotten to this point. <laughs> Again, I, I'm all for females in sports. I'm not, uh, I, I never said that. You know what? You know how to push buttons, though, doesn't he? Yeah. He knows how to yeah, push 100%. the right button, brother. Just, just, just throw a little something. Kind of that little like, goofy, aloof way. Like, yeah. I don't think you're going to get mad at me because I'm going to deliver it in a way that I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just cuddly and lovable, and I just don't know. <laughs> anyway. So innocent. <laughs> anyway, some oh, of it. Shit. Seriously, though, thank you guys for yeah. your support. Thank you for sharing it on social media. We wish uh, and we hope that all you guys will be inspired to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, this show gives you something that you want to do that for. And so yeah. we really appreciate you guys. Uh, again, I don't know y'all's real name. Sorry. Um, but some of it. Thank you guys. Yeah. yeah. We need to find out the real names. Yeah, yeah we do. So uh, we we'll, some, we'll, we'll, shoot you, we'll shoot you. Shoot us a DM. Some yeah. of it to the Darren Woodson show. We want to know your names. We'll, we'll send you a little something. Yep. I don't know what that's going to be yet. I might sign a football for you. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't just leave it at, we'll send you something. No, we'll send you. Exactly. <laughs> just leave it at that. Over. Just leave it at that. We now, got it. Now they're like, nah, nah, actually, yeah. I'm, actually I'm good. <laughs> uh, I don't want you creepy ass to have my address. <laughs> you don't so, even know what you're going to get me. <laughs> so last week, Darren, we had a conversation you uh, and I did that Tyler chose not to be a part of. And why? Uh, why didn't Tyler? Because he, he had a 48-hour, 72-hour birthday, birthday marathon yeah, yeah. You <laughs> for his have, daughter. You did have a marathon. <laughs> no, he had a three-day marathon. I mean, come on, He man. had a Friday night celebration, a Saturday night, celebration. Saturday. Sunday brunch. Friday, Hennessy. <laughs> Saturday, Hennessy. My daughter turned nine on Friday, and that was it. <laughs> what are you talking and about? you said you couldn't do anything on Saturday either because y'all were doing some celebration for her. That's where the genesis of this uh, is. So uh, we're making fun of you for having multiple day celebrations uh, <laughs> for a uh, nine-year-old. You know how girls be. <laughs> anyway, so we uh, dove into, and, and just to be honest with you, we didn't expect to make this a multi-part series, but I think there's so many different layers and so many different avenues and aspects of life in the inner city that we didn't find, uh, or we didn't think it did it justice by just having one conversation, mm-hmm. one broad conversation. So we wanted to dive in a little bit more on a specific aspect of it, which is, Darren, your relationship growing up with the police. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is a big topic right now, and it was over the summer for sure. And so what Tyler and I, and, and we think really anybody listening to this, would be interested in is just learning your perspective, Darren. Because, again, that's what this show's about is, is perspective. Learning about things that you didn't know previously getting opinions, getting experiences that you didn't have before. And so for you, Darren, what I'm curious about is because what I see on the news is one thing, but I want to know with your firsthand knowledge, 
And again, you can only speak for yourself. You're not trying to speak for everybody else. What you experienced growing up. All right. And your relationship with What's the police. directly so, affected me, yeah, not what, everyone else. Yeah, right. exactly. So as a kid, for you, I guess the first, and, and we'll just go into the conversation. Well, let's, this. let's preface it with go back to episode number one and two. If you haven't, if, if you're just jumping into the show now, go back and listen to Darren's story and growing up point. in the Arizona, uh, in the Phoenix area, um, and and understand how uh, it was, uh, you know, being raised, um, you know, by a single mother uh, in the hood mm. and and the resilience that, that came out of that. So go back and listen to that if you have Well, in the last they week's little, episode, gets, again. Yeah, and a little context. It gets yeah. a little context yeah. to this. That's a great point. Episodes one and two were Darren's life story, basically. Yeah. And then last week's episode gives a little. So, yes. again, though, for you, Darren, what was the earliest, like, what was taught to you <clears throat> about police growing up in the inner city? Uh, the earliest uh, that I can remember was, you know, what was taught to me was from my mother, my uncles. And, and I can tell you that my mother worked again, 30, you know, 38 years, same job and worked two jobs. So when, when she was around us, it was always about doing the right thing. It wasn't almost so much about the police, but it was always, you do the right thing on the streets. You don't, you know, and you know what the right things are. So that, that was the, the platform that, that I was, that I live by. So, uh, in dealing with, with police, most of the time, you know, and it depended, it depended on what the circumstances were, because there were so many circumstances where, you know, they would drive by and, and, you know, you know, you knew there were, there were police officers that, 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 that worked the area for a number of years that knew you, knew your parents, knew your, your family and, and all, and there was a mutual respect because they had been there for a long time. But then it was always that, that new cop, especially in the, in the inner city, who didn't know you, didn't know your family. And now there was a perspective of you got to get to know each other. And it, and it was always the young ones who came in, and they were full of piss and vinegar uh, because they didn't know the lay of the land. So there was a, there was a, a you had to grow up together. And, and, and in those situations, man, it was, it got a little bit, it could be a little bit, you know, tumultuous in certain situations because you just didn't know that person. It would be like you and I meeting for the first time. I don't know you, you don't know me, and you don't know where I stand. So I'm going to, I was standoffish to a lot of young police officers at the time. I just didn't want to deal with them. I didn't want to, you know, make eye contact with them. Uh, when I saw a cop coming that I didn't know, I'm walking the other opposite direction because I just didn't, I didn't know what the reaction was going to be. So you, you mentioned like we grew up together and we did things and we, and, and they knew our families. Did the police then do a, a decent job of connecting with the community? I know there's new ones that like, yeah. didn't have the opportunity, but the vets, I mean, were they actively involved? I mean, well, you know, it's like anywhere else. It's like when you know a guy like myself or my brothers, we were athletes. That's who we were. We, we, we played sports. So when, when you had a veteran cop that came around, he was like, oh, that's, that, those are the Woodson boys. They're going to the park. I know those boys. I mean, that's just who they are. But then you would have other cops who didn't know us that would come up. Or if you were in a different neighborhood, I don't know how many times I've been in situations where, it's in particular, being in a different neighborhood where they didn't know me. And have gotten, maybe gotten shook down about something. Being in the store and been like, hey, who are you? What are you doing over here? Really? What's your name? Blah, blah, blah. And, and, and it's like, okay, well, they, because they don't. And that's the expectation. So when I saw those guys or saw those cops, I was like, 
I ain't trying to see him. I'm not trying to make eye contact with him. I'm just trying to get out of the way and move on from, from the situation. So how often would you see it, just in general, how often would you see the police? Man, I mean, it just depended. I mean, we're talking years ago, so it depended on, on uh, you know, in, in the summertime, man, we, you, of course, you're on the streets more in the summertime. It's, you know, when, you know, during the school year, you're at, you're at school. Uh, but in the summertime, we're, we're walking to the park, we're walking to the store, or you're in a different low, you're catching a bus and you're, you're at a bus stop in a different, you know, neighborhood or whatnot. Those are the times that you would, that I would, that I, those are the times that I felt more at, un, at unease than, than others. When I was in, in my neighborhood, I sort of felt at ease about mm-hmm. the situation. But when I stepped out of those boundaries, and it wasn't just cops, it was people in general, mm-hmm. because I wasn't in my comfort zone yeah. and, and they didn't know me. So when, when as a young black kid, I've always, always taught to be respectful. You're not doing anything wrong. So don't be, don't act like I'm doing something wrong or whatnot, but just be respectful. Now I can tell you this. I don't know how many times I've seen people get shut down and I've gotten shut down at the same time. Like, who are you? What are you doing here? Check your pockets, blah, blah, blah. And that shit pissed me off. Just for no, just, just, just for no reason. The that just for no reason you get right. shook down. And it, and it wasn't just me, but it was, you know, of course, I've seen my uncles who were older than me get shook down. I've seen my mom have to lay on the ground and get shook down. Uh, and, and those are experiences that I didn't, that, that I held on to for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and I've told the story of, you know, when I got into college, I saw the opposite side of things, but I didn't have a perspective of looking at the police officers and just loving them. Yeah. Right. There wasn't this love fest at all, man. It was more like. So it wasn't a sense of safety. It was more a sense of they're out to get me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it was. I wouldn't say they're out to get me. I wouldn't say that. Or I wouldn't I go be that careful. far. But I got to be careful. Mm-hmm. I, I have to be. No. I, I, I didn't look at cops like you're coming to save my ass. Right. That wasn't like you were the true heroes in the neighborhood and, and you guys have a cape on this shit. Hell no. It was like, I don't want to get arrested mm. by you. So the mentality and was stay away. As stay away. To, hey, hey, you ain't doing anything wrong. You, you know, I'm running with my, the, the, the right crowd because if I knew I hung out with the other crowd, my ass is getting it. Yeah. I'm getting it. Interesting. But I just so tried to hang with the right people at the, all the time. So we told you this, and I don't know, Tyler, what your experience was, but I don't remember in the neighborhood I lived in growing up like just seeing cops patrolling. Like I just don't remember ever really seeing them that often. Was this a daily thing for you guys? Did you Absolutely. see cop cars every single every day? Every single day. Every I mean, but think about our my situation. And I'm not sure how you went about yours and, and Tyler, you you know, to get to school when I got going into high school it was a little different cuz I had to catch a bus to school, right? So I had to get on one bus, get on another bus. And I'm, oh, it wasn't, and like I'm a, asking, it wasn't like a school no, bus came to you. No, it's not a school bus. It's a city, city bus. bus. Oh boy. Okay. See, we're we're talking we're talking Spanish right now. <laughs> you mean I used Nancy, to walk to school? You mean Nancy down the street didn't take you in the minivan? <laughs> Cheryl would always oh, pick me up. What was wrong God. with you? <laughs> and it used to be a dime to ride the bus. And your ass better have that a dime. dime of oh, what? A, not a dime bag, <laughs> depending on the driver. But it was, it was a nickel. I remember then a dime, and then you had to get a uh, a transfer. Was there not pass. a school bus that came? That nah, would come well, when I was young, there was a school bus. Um, but when I got got older, when I got into seventh, eighth grade, then I was catching, yeah. I was catching. We called it Tico back there. It's transportation. 
system back back then. So it was it was the city bus. But at a younger age, I'll, I'll give you these two examples. As a younger age, I would have to walk uh, to school at times. And when I was in elementary school, it was right down the street, wasn't far. When I got to junior high, it was a little bit further. And I had to walk. And it's crazy now that you think about it. You're like, man, that wasn't that far. But when I was a kid, I was like, shit, that's a walk. Yeah. It was 112 put, degrees. Put on, the, put on the other side of it, too, is like now as parents, you're you like. never let your kid My, uh, my so. six-year-old is not walking no. 500 yards to hey. the school. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. But, so, that's, but you yeah. know what? You say that, but then you go to South Dallas, and those kids yeah. are six. Yeah. They're walking to school. Walking and that hasn't school. changed. Yeah. That has not changed. And, and it's. You know, that, and that was me. And that's why I tell you guys, there's so many times when I, look, I go back into the inner city and I see kids and I'm like, man, that was me. Like, I'm the snot nose. That, that kid that the nose is running, that, that's me right there. Kid that's, that's hungry and you know he hadn't eaten and he ain't even thinking about his homework assignments. Yeah. And all that. He's just trying to scratch to survive. That, that was me. Yeah. That was me and my brothers. Um, so... But I, going back to the police officers. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll yeah. have that conversation. Yeah. yeah. Education. I want to ask you, okay, so you mentioned, okay, I was afraid of people. I was afraid of police. Who were you more afraid of? Was it, was it the gangbangers or was it the police? No, because the gangbangers, no, in my, in my area that, that I lived in, and it wasn't just black, it was Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And you, you're from the West Coast. Yeah. You know, the yeah. Mexican they don't, gang, they, they don't play. They don't play, man. They are not playing. <laughs> yeah, they're ruthless. So, uh, I would say more of the fear because of the numbers were on the, the, the gang side. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, you know, being in my neighborhood, the gangs knew me. Yeah, the position right? you were at. Like, yeah. okay, like, look, that kid's got a chance. Don't mess with him. He's a good kid. Right. Like, but, I mean, and, and that's, what, that's what I'm trying to say is, okay, hey, because you said, look, it's not like I loved and they weren't my savior, but was there ever a perspective where you're like, I need them. Yeah, but no. You know what? And that's just it, man. I don't ever remember us ever calling the police. And huh. we've got robbed. Really? I was going to say, oh, yeah. So times the people. When I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. No, and we you just. Never, you just, never called the police. You just dealt with it in-house because it was. It was by <laughs> in-house yeah, dude, dealing with just, it. What do you mean? You yeah. just dealt with it. Like. <laughs> Uncle, I, Uncle Dre you, goes out someone knew, business. like, little. TT had just gotten out T-T? of jail. Little TT just got out of jail. Let's use Raymond or something. Little TT is is, is 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 banging houses. Like it's probably little TT to who we need to go get, right? Yeah. But I didn't. So, so I didn't think. This is what I'm saying. Like the police weren't people you called, and it has to be a disaster. Someone yeah. just got shot. Cops are coming, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Period. That's that's when you're calling the police. But if it's like. A normal theft, if it's a house, you know, someone's house got broken into or whatnot, you, dude, you're just dealing with that. So See, cops, I didn't want to deal with. So was the, it like my that's didn't what's messed up? Like that's, that's that's what I, I think. I mean, that's uh, from look. Let's just say it. I guess white culture. Like that's something that we'll never understand. Like, oh my gosh, someone just scratched my car in the yeah. in the Target parking lot. I'm calling the police. Like, it, 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 growing up in the inner city. And not having the trust or faith to say, hey, something, someone did me wrong. Like, I need to get to, and I need help with it. Like, to have that resource. Like, that's so different than the culture that I was, that I was brought yeah, up in. I, I just want to get away from the, the white culture. I, I think that's too generic. And yeah. what I mean by that is because you, it wasn't just 
African Americans. No, was a, there was whole white bunch people. Of there. So yeah. that's I'm, what I'm curious. About I apologize. That was no, not and, the no, right and, not, way to and say it. I'm looking at you and me, and, <laughs> and it's not your fault. And that's that's part of why I yeah. want to have this conversation because I want people middle, to get away middle from upper class. Race. Yes, right. I want people to get away from thinking and just white versus black yeah. and thinking yeah. subcultures and and. Because the white versus and Darren, I talked, and this is just me picking on you, and, and yeah. because it's a, it's such a lazy it's way. To, yes, it's, it's such easy a, for you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You weren't you weren't around when we had the conversation. Well, that's what he's trying to say. Go ahead, quick, just say yeah, it. No, quick tangent. <laughs> it's just that's just such a lazy way to phrase it. Yeah. Is white culture thinks this, mm. black culture thinks this. No, let's dig in a little bit mm-hmm. because I know you. You talk about white boy chat yeah, all the time. I got to think white dude. boy chat yeah. had the same mentality as you did. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't just because of the color of his skin that he all the, all of a sudden thought cops are here to save me. They're not no, here to you know here, here, to hurt me. Here's perspective on 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 that. When we when we look about you know calling the police, have you, you ever heard the term like the streets will deal deal you know when you, the you streets yourself deal with the streets right, like yeah. when it happens on the streets you just deal with it because there's there's a code like if you break into the house then someone's going to deal with you at some point because it's so it's such a tight-knit group like you just know each other right and that's that's the reason why we you know as policed ourselves in those situations you didn't want to bring bringing cops in dude that wasn't a good thing Mm -hmm. like having cops at the house and you talking to them and having conversations shit no no because then then that leads to you're snitching yeah you're telling and so and so no dude you just okay yeah we know a little tt and that's why (laughs) i love these conversations is because if something happened in my neighborhood and I got robbed, my first thought is let's call the cops. Let's get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Your first thought on the other hand, where you grew up and this has nothing to do with race. No. I'm not saying that at all. Where you grew up, the culture that you grew up in, the first thought is let's take care of this. Ourselves. Let's, take care, yeah, let's but, handle this ourselves. But, it, but, it, but, it, but there's so much more than that. Like I, I, I'm just thinking about my own situation and personally, like my mom ain't calling the cops cause my uncles stay with us. Well, my uncles had warrants out. Why in the hell would she? Mm, you know, yeah. there's so much more. Yeah, they had warrants yeah. out for their arrest. So yeah. you just like kept people, kept the cops at bay, and she did a great job of of doing so. And my mother is from the hood, so she understands the game within the game. It's like you, you know, if it's, it would have to be a total disaster or something. Uh, had to had to be the the cops had to be called in to do something because other than that it was we'll we'll figure it out and we'll right. deal with it. That's so interesting. Yeah, that that's the mentality. So, how often would you say it sounds like daily? But how often would you interact with the police? Not man, not much, man. I'm telling you, there wasn't that much of an an interaction. We well, said they would the shake police. you down for no reason. Well, how yeah, often but did like that like if, and happen? I'm talking about like. In a year span, I might see have to deal with the cops a couple of times, and this is okay. just me. Now, yeah. now I got other buddies, you know that they weren't doing, you know, they're on the other side of things. Right, they were getting shut down all the damn time. Even when you know when they weren't, I and mean, half of the time, my mom would always tell me, "Look, you know, you know why they're getting shut down? Because they're always doing something wrong." Mm-hmm. And you know. You hang out on the corner too damn long. It's just at some point you're going to get your ass shook down. So stay off the corner. Yeah. That way you don't get hit by bullets. Loose bullets. What you call them loose bullets? Loose, loose bullets. bullets. And, and crazy things. Just stay off. Stay off the streets. So that's, that, that was my perspective. Was I, I didn't see it a, a lot because, again, I wasn't hanging with 
those guys. Now, I've been in innocent situations where I got off a bus and, you know, been mistooken for someone else and been like, hey, who are you? You know, patted my pockets down or whatnot, you know. But th- that was certain things that happened every once in a while. And I was just sort of like, all right. And, and, and you know what the mentality was, too? It wasn't so much a defiant mentality. It was sort of like, all right, and they pat me down. Then he'd walk off. And you'd be like, motherfucker. And then you walk off. Really? That's it. Yeah. That's it. It wasn't like I was holding it. You wouldn't give it a second think, thought. No, about, man. Think about the perspective. No. And I think because of your mom, though, that was given, it's like, okay, look, like, I'm not going to make a, situ- a stupid situation worse by fighting it being a hard ass, doing all that. Like you had a different perspective. That's, but the problem is, is that mentality. It's in, in my, my humble opinion, that's, that's something that is developed because of years and years and years of situations like that happening mm-hmm. over and over and over. And you're hardened to it. Right. And so it's not that like, well, just act better with the police. It's like, I don't know how else to react anymore because mm-hmm. the frustration level is at an all time. Right. Like, I mean, think about how many times you fight with your, your spouse or your kid. And it's like, I should not have reacted that way for something so mm-hmm. small, but yeah. you do. Yeah. You get pissed off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, if, and yeah. if you're being shaken down multiple times a week, like you're desensitized to the fact that like, okay, he's going to hit me up. It's like, I'm over it. I'm right. over this. Right. So I, I get that. Um, one of the questions I had is your friends now with, with, police officers that mm-hmm. are in South Dallas that are all over. Right. Right. So you came from, you came from the inner city in, in Phoenix, and then now you live in Dallas and you, and you, so you're, you have a vision of both sides. Right. And How, I didn't have that vision. Honestly, guys, I didn't have that vision until I was in college and I had to do a ride along and I was forced to do a ride along. I wasn't asked to do the ride along. I was forced because I didn't, I mean, yeah, because I didn't want to be in a car with a cop. Like, that's a no-no. If your ass is <laughs> what riding. Are, why is that a no-no? Just because, play dude, you, you are right. flat can you, out. Can you just put me in the back in cuffs? I'll do the ride along. Drive me, you know, drive me around the inner city, you know, in the hood with my boys looking at me like, are you out? I can't say it. I was about to say it. Are you out your mind? Like, that's the last thing you would ever want mm-hmm. to be is being in a, sitting in a car with a police officer because you're a snitch. Yeah. Yep. You know, you're riding. So, I, you know, it took me a while, to, you know, when, when I was told to do it. I was like, well, you know, it's got to be out. I didn't want to do it. First of all, I said, no, I'm not doing it. And then I got to a point where, you know, let's just do it. You know, we'll do it out in a different community because I could not go into my community. Yeah. Riding around with it. So describe your, the, the perspective shift that you had and how, how difficult that job can be. Now, look, should, should police officers in these inner cities handle themselves better? Yeah, absolutely. Just like, just like, just like Everyone, yes, mm-hmm. no question. But my question, and this, this is again, this is from a, a naive perspective, is that you see so many things so often. How do you then desensitize yourself as an officer and not be in somewhat of a protective self preservation mode? Like, hey, I've got to be on high alert all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to understand. And like, I, I think one of the things that I, I would always want to like tell police officers is understanding the, the historically. What's taking place yeah. in, in certain communities. Just historic. If you have some historic value of what, has, what the history is of in this community, then you'll understand and you'll have this different look on it to say, well, listen, I'm not going to be that person. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's just human nature. 
it's just human nature. Once you have a perspective on something, like, hey, man, this has happened, I'm not going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a guy who's going to change things, right? I think that's one. I think secondly is, is that when, and this is just coming from me, man, from, from what I've witnessed as a kid, is, is not only having some kind of historic understanding of what, what the landscape is, and that you're going to make a change. You're going to be different. You're going to be more community-based. You're going to be Engagement. You know, engaging yeah. with, you know, you know. But the other part of it is when you see something going down, like you watch the George Floyd thing, and this is yeah. what bothered me about this because I've seen this happen before even when I was growing up, is when you have one cop who is a road cop and he's doing something wrong. The second and third and fourth cop cannot no. stand there. Agreed. And, and a community is watching something take place like something disastrous taking place they're kicking some guy's ass and it's one or two cops that are doing it and all the three or four other cops are just standing by that's where you lose community yeah that's how you lose it because now there's a trust there's you've lost trust because they're expecting you to jump in. You're, you're, we're high, holding you at a higher standard. You should be pulling your, the, your comrades off yeah. and doing the right thing. That is the biggest issue. Did you, did you experience that? Absolutely, Girl, man. I've seen What were some situations I've, that happened? That- no, I, I've seen a few situations that were accordingly that were, you know, like the police got, it got real physical. Um, I remember one being on a basketball court and, and watching the cops come in and, and one guy, he had a warrant out, right? But he took off and they caught him. Uh, I was with my buddies at the same time and we knew the guy, but they ended up catching him, uh, tackled him on the ground, which he ran. And people always make that, that, that they always say, well, he ran, he deserves to get his ass kicked, right? Now, look, dude, they, he ran, uh, they held him down. It was multiple cops that got there, and they beat his ass, right? And and to the point to where multiple cops were standing there yeah. while this took place. And you're talking about it in a kid who's 10 years old and mm-hmm. myself, right? You don't think that's going to affect me. You don't yeah. think that's going to affect everyone else, all the other kids that are in that neighborhood watching this take place. And that's someone's cousin, son, uncle, whatever it is that's taking this yeah. L and other, other, that's, that's the part of it that you, you start to lose trust when those type of things happen. And it's, you know, and you don't understand, like, as I got older, I started to understand, okay, well, he ran, he did this and that, but back then, man, you're, you're a baby. I don't, I don't know yeah. what Warren is. I don't know what, what his situation was. Well, I don't give a damn. All I see is, yeah, you're just saying, I, my eyes yeah. aren't lying. I don't have YouTube back then. That's right, just right. my eyes. Exactly. And, yeah. and that's the perspective I have. Right. And that's, and honestly, to me, that's the most cowardly thing. Like the George Floyd deal. Look, that cop that did it, he needs to be punished. No yep. question there. But just as much is the guys that just stood there and watched. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give I don't give a shit if he's your superior. I don't care who he is. Like you knock his ass off of him because guess what? He's cuffed, he's down, right. he's secured. There is no risk. Right. And that's and that's my thing is that police officers and look, I am I am I am for empowering our police officers to do their job mm-hmm. the right way. And I'm I'm against the defunding and I'll I'll be very clear about that. I think that there needs to be more education, more community Absolutely. involvement. There needs to be more money spent on them getting to know the community, know the history Absolutely. and all that. But but also, um, the, the biggest thing is they need to be held accountable just like citizens are held accountable. If someone comes into your house and threatens your life, I, I give you full, full 
uh, free reign to defend yourself mm-hmm. and attack back. When the risk is gone, that's when it has to stop. If you, if someone runs in your house, tries to rob you, and then runs out, and you chase them out of your house and tackle them and 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 hurt them and assault them, guess what? Your ass is going to jail. Not the person that broke into your house. Mm-hmm. They may for that, but guess what? Now you're getting charged for assault. Same thing for cops. If someone runs and you go, look, you've got to you've got to secure them. But if they're down and they're secure, and yeah. the risk is gone, that is now assault, and you need to pay for that. Yeah, you know, here's my thing, man. There's a fine line. There really is. And and it's easy for us to sit here and probably say, well, if I was a cop, I probably would do this and do that and do that. Right. You know, it took me on my first time to ever be on a ride with a young guy and and watched him in a couple of situations where I was like, shit, dude is way outnumbered. He, the help ain't here. He's just walking into some things and I'm sitting in the car and he's like, sit here, don't move. And I'm like, shit, I ain't trying to get out anyway you know? <laughs> yeah. like, i don't want him to see me <laughs> but you see you know and we're talking about traffic stop at, at 10 o'clock on a, on a dark street and you know that, like that kind of i don't know how i would handle those situations right. when you're walking into a situation where you don't know people it's dark you're outnumbered and what's the anxiety level going to be um and i that's that that was you know, and I had to experience that on my first ride to think, okay, look, that shit, this shit is, that's a dangerous ass job. And then, you know, you see things that take place. You see, just see simple things that take place, you know, either on TV or whatnot. And if you could, you know, I, I think a lot of it is on both sides, put ourselves in, in, in the shoes on both sides. And I think that's one thing that we don't do. We don't, as people that, as as a person who grew up in inner city, we don't put ourselves in the police officer's shoes, nor do we put, you know, ourselves in the, in, 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 uh, in the, in the people's shoes that are, are witnessing these things mm-hmm. that, that take place. And, and there's so much emotions that are flying, man. You, you can imagine, you know, a cop comes into an inner city uh, neighborhood, there are emotions flying on both sides and then things go crazy and you don't know, how the you know how either side is going to react and then it's just like and here you go mm-hmm. and and that's that's the hardest thing man there's you know it's easy to i'm telling you man it's easy to say well i would have did this and i wanted that i don't i don't, I don't know how to react yeah. if i was a, a police officer being in certain situations right. i really don't right you know yeah I, and that's that's kind of what i've always been curious about you know you see something happen on the news and then you see a, a massive culture of people react a certain way. Mm-hmm. My first thought isn't, look at those idiots mm-hmm. looting and robbing. My first thought is, why, why is that the most logical reaction that they felt was appropriate it's in that pain, moment? Dude. It's exactly. Just, it, it's pain. Like, and so that's what I'm curious yeah. about is what's causing that pain? It's, what's causing that emotion? And that's why I wanted to add, you know get your insight on your experience yeah. to give us hopefully some, some clarification Again, not not necessarily justifying rioting, looting, those uh-huh. things like that, but at least give an understanding yeah. of why I, that's the most logical. You know what? I, I think it goes back to, you know, historically, you know, the black community has been abused in, in the inner city. And, and it's not just, you know, through, you know, cops, but, it, you know, the economic issues and 
the education side of things, there's always that downside on, on within the inner city. But then also to the fact of the pain, like when, and this is how I can bring it home, man, is I don't know how many times that, you know, people have to witness their parents. You're in a prideful community. This is a prideful community, man. I mean, this is black, brown, whomever. This is a prideful community who, whose mothers and fathers and uncles and all that, you, you know, you, you grow up and you cherish those people. And when they're taking a beating or someone gets shot or gets, you know, clubbed or is getting abused, that does that not only is there pain in that action, but there's also, it's like these underlying pains that go from your, the, the moms who are screaming and yelling and all the noise that's going on to these kids who are sitting there watching. There's so much pain that just passes on from one generation to the next, to the next, to the next. And you can't, I mean, I, I've told a couple of my white, my white friends before that imagine your dad getting his ass kicked, just beat out in the front yard. By cops, you gonna be okay with that? You just gonna step back, fifteen, twenty, you know, fifteen years old, sitting there watching this take place, and that's your father mm-hmm. taking that loss, and it's gonna be okay? You hell no, you're not. I don't care what color you are, you're not gonna take that. It's it's it, there's going to be some underlying issues with you from that day forward, and this has been going taking place in the inner city for years. For years. So when people say that, I said, man, there's pain. There's so much pain and frustration that 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 goes on in, in watching and seeing these things take place that it's it's hard. You know, so when you see robbing and looting, you're seeing the pain and the frustration. That's right. what you're seeing. Were you able as a kid to decipher or differentiate individuals as opposed to organizations? And what I mean by that is when you saw those certain cops who would shake down people for no reason, was your immediate thought, okay, all cops are like this? Mm. Or was your thought, no. okay, that particular cop and these particular cops aren't doing the right thing? No. That doesn't necessarily mean that all, of all them. like yeah. that. Yeah, no, because there were some cops that, shoot, that, <laughs> that you know, you got to know. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's crazy how that how it sounds, but I, I don't know how many times my mom would see a couple of cops that she knew, and she was like, "Hey, so and so," and they were like, "Hey, what's up?" You know, talking blah 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 blah. blah. You know, it lived in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. so that wasn't. I didn't look at all of them the the same, yeah, uh, at all. I basically I was able to you know to separate like good cops, bad cops, or whatnot, and that, and, it, and that happened at a young age, yep. at a really young age. So, uh, and I think that's through. Again, that, that falls back on my mother. To, you know, you can't paint everybody with the same brush. It's the same way. It's not the, every cop is not a road cop. Every every guy that's in the every guy that's standing on the street corner in 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 the hood is not a bad kid. It's just you can't you know use that brush across the, across the board. So, you know, I I I, I realized that at an early age, man. But uh, you know, yeah, it's still. You know, on both sides, Ben. On both sides, I just want more man i just want more interaction i want more uh of an understanding i think the police officers need to do or the the police community as a whole needs to do a better job of of interacting with the with the inner city i need the inner city moms and dads to be more respectful and and to engage just to engage because nothing takes place nothing good ever takes place when you set up these walls and you don't invite people in 
It's when you start to invite people in, you start to engage. That's when you start to tear down those walls. What do you think it would have taken to change the mentality? Because you talked about growing up, your first thought was not, if something went down, it was just, let's take care of it ourselves. Mm -hmm. What do you think would have to happen to change that mentality? It it would have to be a community. You have to be accountable. I think everyone has to be accountable. I think one of the problems, I may have said it earlier, I'm not sure, but, you know, there are certain things that probably have taken place and I'm not, I can't speak to everyone, man. I'm just, I don't want to yeah. be speaking for you, everyone you it's, speak from, it's from my own experience. But you know, when something bad takes place, the best thing that a police community can do is give the information out as soon as possible, as soon as possible. Because if they don't, and if they withhold information, well, you know, what's going to happen. The chatters are going to start, start, start to happen. You're not going to trust you know, the longer it takes for them to start to release the information, the more you're, you know, the inner city sitting there thinking, okay, well, they're trying to cover this up. They're trying to cover that up, blah, blah, blah. You got to release the information as soon as possible. And you have to hand, you have to hold your officers accountable for their actions mm-hmm. because there has to be justice somewhere down the line. Right. If there's no justice, what do you think is going to happen? Well, hell, here we go again. Here we go again, George Floyd. Here we go again, Breonna Taylor. Here we go again. Well, you know, that's, you know, that's the part of it because we're not, there's no accountability to, you know, what's happening in those situations. So I, that's the problem that has to start early on. That's how you start to build a community. You hold them accountable, you release information, then you start to start, hopefully start to build some trust. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, the George Floyd thing, the cops are being yeah, charged and, and held accountable for what they did. So, again, you can't pay, we you can't, can't paint, paint the broad brush of right. hey, nobody's being held accountable. Right. Everybody's right. just running rogue and they do whatever they want. Right? That's again, that's the point of these type of conversations is to stop being lazy and and just painting everything with the broad. And I think it's I, I, somebody smarter than me could explain this. It's probably more of a survival instinct. It's much quicker to 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 say uh, you know to to put people in boxes. And, and it's it's much more efficient that way, right? As opposed to really digging in and getting behind the curtain. That's mm-hmm. why I love again this conversations because I want to. I'm just again my experience with with law enforcement was not what you experienced growing up. Right, right, totally different. It, totally different. Yeah. And so it's interesting to me because it would be easy for me to never be curious about it and to always have my opinion based on my experience, as opposed to getting uncomfortable a little bit, mm-hmm. hearing a different side, yeah, hearing a different opinion, hearing a different experience. And really getting to understand. I think that's both sides can yeah. do a better job. And, that, and that's what I would say to, to anyone that's watching. If you're from, you know, or listening to this show in this episode is, you know, when you turn on the news sometimes, you know, you're, you're going to see things that, that, are, that take place. And if you're from an affluent neighborhood and you're watching the news and you're like, man, why are these people acting so crazy? Man, what's this? Just, just to understand, like, there's so much that has gone on for so many years that, you know, I always want to, you know, want those people to just like feel that pain, like just feel that pain. And and a lot of them can't because they've never been in that Mm -hmm. situation. Ben, I'm glad we're having this conversation, right? Because they've never been there before. They've never seen their, their husband or their Mm -hmm. dad or whomever get beaten. Um, and was innocent at the time and still got beaten or whatnot, or maybe he was guilty or whatever, but, but had to take, you know, went through a certain situation. But, you know, if you've never experienced that, you can't feel right. that pain, man. Totally it's agree. hard to hold on to that. So you're always going to say, well, you know, they shouldn't have been doing such and such. They shouldn't have been doing. I mean, no, no, man. 
take take a step back and get to understand, you right. know, and if you can't get involved, get involved in the inner city community, yep. you know, reach out, be a part of the engagement between mm-hmm. police officers and totally agree. And, and, and those communities. But, uh, you know, for us to just put up these walls and say that, you know, and have, and have judgment, yeah. man, that, it's ridiculous. Yeah, when you stop listening, that's when, when progress yeah. can't be made. And, yeah. and you said it earlier, you did a really good thing, actually. You experienced the whole on, on your side of it your whole life, and then you went on a ride-along, mm-hmm. and you walked a mile in the, co- in the police officer's shoes. Right. And it changed your perspective. Yeah. Because you took outlook. action. You had a different outlook on it. Yeah. Did that mean that you all of a sudden started trusting and, and you know, totally changed your mind? Maybe nope. not. But you at least understood. Yeah. You understood the other side of it. Exactly. So whatever side you find yourself on in these, when you, when you see these things happen in the media, take a second, try to understand the other side of it. Yeah. Even if you still disagree at the end of it, that's fine. But at least get an understanding of where it's coming from. Last question as we wrap this up. So clearly you're not in that environment anymore. Right. Clearly you're in a, in a, in a much different, you live in a much different community now. Mm-hmm. Is your mentality still the same as it was back then? No, not to the, that extreme, uh, because that was a total different situation, a total different scenario. Uh, now it's different, and I, I, you know, I'm not in in those situations anymore. But I still have my guard up. Yeah. Still, look, well, I, I'm walking down. Look, there, there. You learn some street smarts from just being on the street mm-hmm. that apply to 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 me that 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 today applies to how I go about my business, how I raise my kids. Uh, and there, there's still those situations where if I'm walking down the street in an affluent white neighborhood, like my an guard affluent neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, an affluent neighborhood. Thank you. I'm glad you said that <laughs> an affluent neighborhood. I'm, you know, my guards are going to be up because I'm not sure, you know, cause life experiences taught you that this is the way I need to act. This is the way that, you know, things are, you know, I have a better chance of things happening to me mm-hmm. for the police officers than you do. Period. Period. And that's just the case. And I, and I understand it and you know, it is what, and I don't like it, but it, but it, but it is, you know, a part of, you know, how I grew up is the way I I police myself in a situation where if I'm taking a walk and it's eight o'clock at night and it's dark, I'm not getting my, I'm not taking a walk. Sorry. Not doing it. Mm -hmm. And I tell my kids the same thing. Hey, you get pulled over by a police officer, you put your hands outside the window. He can see your hands and it's a yes, sir. No, sir. And and move on, but don't say nothing tricky. Don't be trying to be slick. Um, and, and it's a shame that we we have to go through that, Ben. But that's the realities of it, yeah. Ben. That's just how how. Yeah, and, I, and that that's that particular piece there is good advice for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> don't try to be slick. Just yeah. put your hands on the wheel. You said something earlier about if. Sorry, I know this is the last question, but I'm curious about this. Where you live now? You said if somebody robbed my house, I wouldn't call the cops. I was taking care of it myself. Mm-hmm. Do you still have that mentality? If if you were if this house was to be robbed today, no, we're calling. Are the you going to call the police? We're calling the guy. Why do you think that is? Yeah, it's because it's just a different scenario. It's not the streets ain't handling it. These streets, these neighborhoods ain't handling yeah. <laughs> those problems. They're just not. And that's so interesting. And it's though. and it's easier for you to call the police. Like you get a you know if someone breaks in your car or whatnot, you call the police. Mm-hmm. It's just. You know, but see, the way. act is still the same, right? But it's so str- interesting. So, in- yep. so interesting. Now I can tell you this. How the scenario, the, the mindset is completely different. Yeah. Now I can tell that you this. Well, yeah. But it's, again, do you want them on your street in the inner city? Do you want them? Right. Do you want to bring that upon yeah. yourself? Yeah. Probably, Probably not. not. You don't. Because there's so many issues that come along yeah. with that. I don't I'm not going to have these issues with, 
for where for where I live right now. I'm gonna call the police, blah blah. But if I knew who did it, then I'd still have to call the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so. I mean, there's there's no way we can solve this. I don't even know what we're no. trying to solve necessarily. It's just so fascinating to me. The exact same scenario. You then versus you now, you have a completely different reaction. It's totally to it. different reaction, man. That's totally so different reaction. Man. And it's, you know, I don't know, man. It's, you know, I, I, the, way, the way I grew up, man, I just thought it was, you know, I love my life. I love the way, you know, the community was. I love the way my, my mother and my family were at the time. I didn't know I was poor until later on um, and, you know, 12, 13 years old. But, you know, I wouldn't take it back. It's my experience, man. And, you know, you know, the, the one thing I can do is just try to engage, man, and, and try to be better as far as it's making that engagement for the police officers in the community and support and supporting both sides. Yep. You know? Yeah, we made this encouragement before. If you've never experienced it, put yourself in that situation. Go go volunteer. I mean, it's, it's coming up on Christmas time, right? This is a perfect opportunity to go volunteer. Yeah. And just go put yourself in a scenario that's different than what you're used to to at least walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. I think that that would be the best. If more of us did things, did things like that, I think we would be moving in the right direction. That's right. So we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, again, this show is all about encouragement, uh, hopefully giving you guys uh, some, some perspective. Perspective, yeah. That's the main thing is just getting you to think a little bit differently than maybe what you're used to and not always listen to the same thing. Again, we've talked about it before. I have – uh, my opinions, Darren has his, but we still work together. We're still buddies. We're still, you know, we still, uh, uh, you know, work together on things. And so I think it's fun to have these type of conversations because it's just so unique and so different yeah. than, than anything we're used to. And so hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, please make sure that you share the episodes. Again, we can't stress that enough, and we appreciate you guys who do that. Uh, social media, different things like that. Um, Anything else? Have we started Daddy a countdown on, on the day we're moving in? Have we started a well, we need a countdown. We start paying rent on January first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So technically, I mean that's probably the best time to be yep. in there. But yeah, we've mentioned it before. Uh you're listening to this episode in at the beginning of December, but we have a new studio coming in. And so our interaction with you guys, again, if you're just listening on audio and you never consume us on YouTube, nothing's gonna change for you. Right. But if you like to watch on YouTube, the content, the, we're going to be able to do a lot more things. We're going to be able to bring you a lot better quality. Yep. Uh, 2021 is going to be a fun year. Absolutely. For the show. Can't wait, man. And, and we're so excited Can't to, to share with you guys and, and, and keep growing this thing. That's right. All right. Appreciate you. Thanks.